God says uh, several things about uh, what he wants, the, the, uh, wants Adam to do. And here's what it says about the vegetation. It's a word, the vegetation he has, is the plants of the field. Uh, Alvin, help me out with this. How do you say this word? Siach? Siach? Sadeh. Alvin, if you don't know, is, uh, is, uh, learns Hebrew and stuff like that and can read some of it. It's pretty, pretty awesome. A lot better. So say, say it again. Say it. Siach Sadeh. Siach Sadeh. Right? And this means the plants of the field. It's a different word than it's used in Genesis 1. It's a word that means the plants of vegetation that are used in crops. Like it's a different thing. So yes, God hadn't made these crops yet because Adam hadn't been made to work it yet. Right? There's a step-by-step process. It's really an amazing thing. And actually, look back at the original language. It's totally different than in Genesis 1, the kind of vegetation he's talking about. Trees are different than corn. Go eat a pine tree and see what you think, right? It's different, trust me, right? The stomach don't take it like, like it does corn. But corn doesn't grow just, you know what I'm saying? It's totally different vegetation when you look at that. So don't let anybody, even, even pastors tell you, don't let anybody tell you that the word, the Bible, has is, is got errors in it or anything like that. They're easily explained if you just look at it. Man, Genesis 2. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And that's what he's, and now we're going to talk about the, the, the rest and all the, and work next week and kind of our attitudes toward work and what it's supposed to be and the fact that we're new creations and all that kind of, we're going to talk about that next week. But, but this week we're going to talk about what do you actually do on the Sabbath? Man, and here's, here's an interesting, that was probably the, the biggest question that I got when it came to the Sabbath, when they say, okay, so Saturday, I'm supposed to uh, not work or whatever, you know, and, and here's the thing, some of us work on Saturday, so I'm going to encourage you to try to do whatever you can to adjust your life to be able to stop working on Saturday, like work toward that. Hey, what happens if it takes me 25 years? So it takes you 25 years. God gives grace to those who want to pursue him more and more and more amen am i right like like some of us like yeah, i'm struggling with this i'm struggling with that or i can't get that done right now right now i'm not asking you to go from here to over here where you're taking an entire saturday off but what would it look like if you said okay i'm going to take 15 minutes today i'm going to dedicate it to the lord and see what happens see if god reveals a little more to you i'm going to take a uh, a morning. I'm going to take a whole day, maybe a Tuesday. Oh, I'm going to try to get there. Maybe, maybe at some point you can get to the point where you're, you're reaching and you're, you're actually doing a Sabbath on the seventh freaking day. Wow. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people think, wow, that's weird. That's bizarre. That's strange. That's, you know, isn't that like an Old Testament thing? No, it's never. A, oh, it's, it's, it's still in the Scriptures. It's what Jesus did. Amen? And yet, we've somehow applied like it no longer applies to us and it, but it, but it never changed in the word somebody changed it 1700 years ago i understand it was constantine and some of some of the folks around the the council of nicaea decided that they were going to change saturday uh, sabbath to a sunday sabbath when god and i understand that but but it never said it in his words so i don't even believe anybody from 1700 years ago i'm going to believe the author of life isaiah 58 old testament but it's a Isaiah is almost like reading out of the New Testament. It's amazing to me. He says, if you, and there's a Bible that's full of if-then statements, isn't it? It's like, if you remain in me, I will remain in, in you, right? 
If you draw near to me, I will draw near to to you, is what God says. And here's what he says in Isaiah 58, starting in verse 13. If you, everybody say, if you, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on, on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a, say that word, that's the approach we've got to take to this. It's not like, oh man, I'm never going to get anything done. Oh man, I got to, oh golly, I'm just going to sit around in a lotus position, burning incense, going mm, 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 all day. I don't want to do that. That sounds stupid. Sabbath is a dollar of this church, man. Sabbath is a delight. Sabbath is not something we have to do. Sabbath is something we get to. Last week we talked about it. God said, or the Lord said that, that it wasn't made for, that it's made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is made for us. It's for us. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. So here's the question. This won't take very long to get through some of this. But, but what do you actually do? I'll never forget my buddy Stephen Sanford, who comes to the first service, kind of cornered me after the first, after the first service. When I first started talking about the Sabbath, he's like, so what do you do? <laughs> I mean, it's a great question, right? I mean, it's like, so, I mean, because I'm used to, like, doing all my honeydews on Saturday. I'm used to doing all this kind of stuff on Saturday. I'm used to kind of doing this stuff on Saturday. First and foremost, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to ask God. Just ask God. God, what do you want me to do? Sounds like a crazy concept, but if I tell you what I do, and you try to copy what I do, and God says for you to do something different, right? It's going to be out of sorts. Do we have that video from Kathy, for Kathy Carr? Guys, do we have the video for Kathy Carr? I want to show that a uh, little bit. I'm going to go ahead and show that now rather than later. But here's a great wonderful lady from our Shawnee, Shawnee campus who has started this rhythm of rest and Sabbath. I'm only about two and a half, three months into it myself. I'm still learning. But I will tell you this, it is amazing what God has, has done. Listen to Kathy Carr's testimony.
it's not something that you're ever really have this wave of beingness out. It's always the same way back to I think that it's a process in the Hawaii or Bali thing, everyone in the world has the same thing in your experience. It's just going to make you try to stop. I would encourage you to try to experience. I would encourage you to spend time with your family. I would encourage you to rest. And remember the no work part. Enjoy your time and spend it with God. I think that you will have so much joy because you've had the rest with him. My name is Patty Cox, and this is my Sabbath story. How cool is that, right? Yeah, man, right on. Yeah, I've, been, I've been working since I was 14 years old, so that would be 35 years I've never taken a Sabbath up until a couple months ago. And, and it's amazing to me that, that it sounds so strange and foreign and yet once you step into it it's really really cool <laughs> like it's 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 something you look forward to it's something you take a delight in it's something that you that you realize and it's not like the one thing that jesus came the one thing i really love jesus about those that don't know jesus if they actually knew jesus rather than who people said jesus is they would love him because he thinks just like me like you think he always asks like, like we always like why do we do that why do we like what kathy said why do we have to wear that or do that or do? Why is it about a rule rather than a relationship? And Jesus comes and he just eliminates all that junk and says it's a matter of the heart. And it's a matter of loving the Father. It's a matter of being with Him, man. And I love that. That was a radical. Was a, Jesus is a bad mamma jamma, man. Right? He really is. He really is, man. So ask God what He wants you to do. Second thing, and these are all suggest. Well, this is a non-negotiable. Actually, no work. That's what the word. That's what the scripture talks about. Like, do no work. And for some of this, it will take us a a a real crazy radical change. And it may take, like I said, twenty two and a half years to get to the point where you're actually doing that. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to start looking at it. Like, what do I do today to get there? Like, I've had to change my thinking and my whole, like, for 35 years, I think, okay, I'll do that Saturday. That'll be a nice project. That'll be a honeydew. That'll be this. That'll be that. But think about, like, little kids. Little kids. And this is what I love about Jesus is one of the things that he said was that come to the Lord like little kids, right? What do little children like to do? Well, when I was a little kid, I used to like to get up and watch cartoons and just relax and sleep in and no school and... It's like it's a natural rhythm for us until we get to the age of enlightenment, if you will, and we start doing things based on what the, what the, what the rest of the world says, right? We start doing stuff and, and taking a, a rhythm that's not in the Bible but is the rhythm of the world, and we start doing things and doing things and doing things. And some of us are even in right now, say, Casey, this doesn't make any sense. This is not even right. This might even be stupid, bro, but I will challenge you on that, that you're probably exhausted telling me that. Monster energy drinks sell out like crazy. It's a huge industry. Red Bull. Man, all the time. We've got pumping our felt cells full of energy stuff in drinks. I'm not against those things, man. I like the fact that some people like to get, you know, all, all jazzed up, especially before, before a workout and stuff. Totally cool, man, whatever. But here's the thing. Some people are doing this just so that we can get through the day. I'm drinking coffee right now, right? I'm still learning. Hypocrite. I knew a bunch of hypocrites in the church. I'm doing it because I like it. Somebody hold that for me. I got to give this up. 
crap, don't make me do that too, right? Here's some suggestions though. What if he did like an official start time? Like he recognized the time, like he recognized other events in your world. Like you say, hey, we're going to have a party at this time. It starts at 7, right? And of course, nobody shows up till late 30, 9 o'clock, right? But there's, there's an official start time. What if when you started a Sabbath, somebody hand me their bulletin. Can I use your bulletin for a second? In your bulletins, you've got actually, just give me that cardstock little thing there. In your bulletins, you've got something here. Now, there are single families, there are married families, there are anything, the principles in here are going to be the same. But what if you started it off, a Sabbath, with like a great meal, and husbands said this to their wives, and he said, baby, this is you, all right? And for the single women that are out there, you said, God, for now you're my husband, And this is what you say to me. A good woman is hard to find. (laughs) That was a heavy amen right there, boy. All the ladies in the house said, excuse me? And worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, she treats him generously all her life long. She shops around for the best yarns and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. She likes trading. She's like a trading ship that sails far away to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. She's up before dawn preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. She looks over a field and buys it. Oh, man, she's a businesswoman too. I thought... I thought that God said women are supposed to be barefoot and pregnant, right? But that's not what he says in his word. That's what people say when they talk about God, right? They criticize God. No, 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 not when you actually read it. Amazing. She looks over a field and buys it. Then with money she's put aside, plants a garden. First thing in the morning she dresses for work. Rolls up her sleeves, eager to get started. She senses the worth of her work and is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, diligent in home making. First time I read that, I almost said love making because that's what it looks like on my thing. I was like, <laughs> version is this? All right. <laughs> oh, I love our church, man. She's quick to assist anyone in need. Reaches out to help the poor. She doesn't worry about her family when it snows or their winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. She makes her own clothing and dresses in colorful linens and silks. There's some cultural things here too, guys. Her husband is greatly respected when he deliberates with the city fathers. She designs gowns and sells them. Oh, man, this lady is rolling, right? She's the eBay queen, I think. Etsy, Etsy queen. Okay, I, I am obviously not. She designs gowns and sells them, brings the sweaters she knits to the dress shops. Her clothes are well-made and elegant, and she always faces tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she always says it kindly. 
She keeps an eye over on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all. You go, girl. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. The woman who is admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she desires. Fill her with praises. Guys, listen. Some of us aren't married in here. But there are other things you can do for your children which will be on here. You're going to need that, Dave, when you start your Sabbath. Janice said, I'll give that to him. What if you did this once a week to your children and to your wife and your spouse and to other members in your family? What if you shared a blessing? You started off a Sabbath. Nobody would go, oh, man, shoot, it's the Sabbath. People are like, oh, I can't wait for the Sabbath because my dad, my mom, my sister, my brothers, my family are going to tell me how much they love me, how much they bless me. What an amazing, incredible thing that would be. What if we actually did that? Do you think people would struggle with self-esteem? Man, they'd realize their esteem comes from God. Wow. This is an amazing concept. This Sabbath isn't something we have to do. The Sabbath is something we get to do with delight, and we can't wait. We get to be with our people and be with God and actually rest and rejuvenate and get ready for the work that He has put on us, which we'll talk about next week oh man pray scripture reading what do you do man i could do this all freaking day long if god would let me and i'm learning how to actually delight in it see i'm an achiever i'm a worker i love i love making stuff i love creating stuff i love looking at it going heck yeah i made that What I'm learning is to love the God that made me so he can have that delight as well. Scripture reading. And like Kathy said, have fun. I can't tell you all the different stuff you can do. For my wife and I, we're learning, we're figuring out. We don't want to do anything that's going to cause anybody else to work, which really makes things weird sometimes. You're like, hey, let's go out to, oh, hey, let's do But you know what? Let's go to a park. Let's go for a walk. Let's enjoy it. Let's take a trip. Let's take a road trip. Let's do something, right? And enjoy the time God has given us. So here's a saying. Here's what God says. Here's what the Lord says in his word. Matthew 11, and we'll finish with this. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give, 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 not make. You rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And all God's people said, Father, we love you. And we are thoroughly, thoroughly amazed at what you've done in your word, how you have made it come true, in so many ways, through your son, all the things like, I don't know about that. I don't know about this, but God, you have made it clear and plain that your word is truth. May we be purified by that. May we look to you more and more and more. 
not trying to get something out of you, but to trying to find you and, lead, and you lead us and we follow you and obey you and have your word in our hearts. Thank you for making us. Thank you for giving us life and saving us, showing us who you are so we don't have to second guess our faith. And God, may we be the kind of church that makes disciples in you the way you say to make them. Leading them in the word. Leading them in obedience. Even taking a day that honors you. We love you, Father. And it is in your son's amazing and awesome and beautiful, wonderful name. All God's people in the house said,